Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Another episode of Post Daily Dose. With me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Pose. Hope everyone is having an amazingly whimsical Wednesday. In today's episode, we are going to talk about trauma-driven behaviors and how punishment reinforces the trauma. Whew. And so as soon as I type this, I have a thought, what am I going to talk about? Still celebrating National Adoption Awareness Month. I have a thought. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? Oh, I'm going to talk about this because it's based on something that just came up in a conversation, text conversation with one of my posties. And then as soon as I do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that feels so heavy. And I feel a little tired because I've been working nonstop today, nonstop, even got in a workout. But let me lay it on you guys. So here's the thing. You understand the stress model. All behavior arises from a state of stress. In between the behavior and the stress is the presence of a primary emotion. There are only two primary emotions, love and fear. It's through the expression, the processing, and the understanding of the fear that we calm the stress and diminish the behavior. Trauma creates heightened stress sensitivity and a great amount of fearfulness. So trauma creates heightened stress sensitivity. Trauma sensitizes the system and it creates more fear. So what you have to understand is that all behavior arises from a state of stress. When you have a traumatized child, essentially the trauma experience has poured fuel on the flame so the fear is greater, therefore the behaviors, the manifestation of behaviors is greater. And so here's the, here's the challenge, that in school systems, in homes, in churches, in communities, in juvenile justice, in court systems, in penitentiaries, across the United States, when children who have trauma backgrounds are acting out, when they are misbehaving, we punish them for the behavior because we believe that the punishment shapes the behavior. But here's what we forget. The behavior is a byproduct of the stress and the stress is a result of trauma. So in essence, if you put it together in a little formula, A plus B plus C equals D, and then you're actually, and I'm not good at math and I don't even pretend to, Pretend to be. I just kind of made that up. And then your your let's say your result is D, and let's say D is some hybrid of of A, which is the behavior, or C, some hybrid of C, which is the behavior. However you want to put it, then the behavior is a manifestation of the trauma experience. Let me say this again: the behavior is a manifestation of the trauma experience. Hello, Mimi. Hello, Kirsten in the Netherlands, and hello, Heather. The behaviors is a manifestation of the trauma experience. Take away the trauma, there is no behavior. But if you have behavior, and your focus is on behavior, and you punish the behavior, guess what you're saying to the child 
unconsciously and non-verbally. You are saying to the child, and no one wants to hear this, but everyone needs to hear it. When you punish the trauma-driven behavior, you are saying to the child, you, my sweet child, are responsible for your trauma. When you punish the trauma-driven behavior, you are saying to your child that they are responsible for their trauma, that the trauma is their fault. And you're not saying that intentionally. You're not saying that because you're bad or mean or harsh or anything else. You're saying it because it is a cultural perpetuation of obsessions and fears with behaviors. We do not know how to slow down and look underneath the behavior to the stress and the trauma. If you see the behavior as a manifestation of trauma, separate from you, the behavior has nothing to do with you. The behavior is a manifestation of their trauma. And therefore, instead of focusing on their behaviors by personalizing their behaviors and thinking that it's some, some flaw in your parenting or thinking that it's some flaw in your child or, or thinking that it's just some, some failed relationship attempt on your half, if you stop personalizing it entirely and you say this behavior is a manifestation of the trauma, you look at your child in that moment and you say, oh my gosh, I am so sad. I am so sad and I am so angry that that trauma happened to you. I wish I could have punched someone in the face. I wish I could have whisked you away into my loving arms. We're not going to allow that trauma to continue showing up in our home. We're going to love that trauma right out of you because then I know those behaviors will go away. The definition of discipline is to teach, not to punish. If your child is demonstrating behaviors that are a manifestation of their trauma, the responsibility of us as parents is to teach them how to have different responses instead of reactions. Our responsibility as parents is to teach them that when they're misbehaving this way, we understand that it's coming from their pain. We understand that it's coming from their fear. We understand that it's coming from the horrific circumstances they have experienced, sometimes from conception. And our goal now is to figure out how to do something different. Our goal now is to figure out how to communicate. Our goal now is, how to, is to figure out how to have a strong enough relationship bond. Our goal now is to figure out how to look at the behavior, not as a reflection of the child, but as a reflection of the pain. And then teach them, teach them. That's taking responsibility. By taking responsibility, you're taking responsibility for their trauma. You're taking responsibility for their pain. And you're saying, I'm going to teach you what love looks like. I'm going to teach you what love feels like. 
And by doing that, by teaching you, I'm going to help you come to a place to where you will feel less threatened with me because I am not of your trauma. I am of love and I am of healing. And I believe you and I can get through these experiences. But you have to stop punishing the behavior. As long as you keep punishing the behavior, you are reinforcing the trauma. You're reinforcing the trauma. You gotta stop punishing the behavior. And that's so hard. Why do you do it? Why do you wanna do it? Why do you wanna do it? You know why you wanna do it? Because our amygdalas are looking for a threat. In the moment our amygdala gets stressed, the moment it sees a negative behavior, it gets stressed and it sees a threat. And your amygdala tells you to control, suppress, or change. And society tells you to control, suppress, or change. So society does not tell you to take a deep breath, calm down, calm down your fear brain. Get your thinking back online. Activate your short-term memory. And remember, your child comes from trauma. And in stress, trauma gets stirred up and drives behavior. Society does not do that. Big Papa does that. Big Papa does that. Society doesn't tell you to step back. You're enough. You're enough in this moment. You're enough in the moment you're going through with your child. You're not lacking. You are not lacking. There's nothing about you that's not enough. You are 100% enough in the moment when your child is misbehaving. Their misbehavior has nothing to do with you. That's why you, you have to stop taking it personally. It has nothing, it's their trauma. You are enough to love them through that pain and that experience. You are enough. You just have to slow down and breathe. Calm yourself down. I had a, a mom of a teenager. She reached out to me yesterday because she had this adopted teenager staying with adoption mom because they, she found out he'd been smoking some weed with friends and maybe drinking some alcohol or whatever. He hadn't even been in their home for like six months. And she was, oh my God, she was so scared. She didn't know what to do. She's like, if this was my biological child, I would be like, bang, 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 bang. She said, I'm not sure what to do. And you know what I said to do? Nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing. Calm yourself down. And this is what happens when you do nothing. You do nothing. You're actually doing everything. By doing nothing. And I told her exactly how it was going to work. When you don't say anything to him, he's going to feel anxious. And he's going to feel stressed. And then he's going to feel guilty. And that guilt is going to trigger remorse. And then... You let him sit in that for a little while. And I said, he's going to come to you all night long looking for security and looking for support. And just look at him and say, I feel upset. I don't want to talk about it right now. She said, well, what if he has to go stay with one of his friends? I said, he's not going to ask. He feels too freaking guilty. See, this is the magic. This is the magic. The magic is when stressed out children do stressful things and we allow them to have their experience instead of becoming the threat ourselves. See, when you become the threat by doing something that you shouldn't, like punishing or threatening or shaming or guilting, you become the threat. We as parents become the threat. And when we become the threat, guess where the learning opportunity goes? Out the freaking window. Because now they're focused on you.
Now they're obsessing on you. Now they're defending themselves from you. And the opportunity for learning and growing and actually having empathy and having remorse goes away. We take that away from children. We take that away from children. The kid, there's no such thing as a kid who doesn't have a conscience or doesn't have remorse. We create conscienceless children. We create children who can't demonstrate remorse because we're always freaking punishing them for their trauma. We're always punishing them for their trauma. We do that as adults. When your child misbehaves, let them sit in it for a little bit. Be hurt, be sad, be angry, but don't become a threat. And I said, later in the evening, later in the evening, go to him and just say, I feel sad because I want to help, but I don't know what to do. If this was my biological children, this is what I do, but I'm not, you're not my child. So I don't want to like treat you like that, even though I probably shouldn't treat them that way. I don't, I don't know what to do. How can I be supportive? Have a conversation, have a freaking conversation. So I followed back up with her. She said he did exactly, exactly what you said. Number one, he didn't ask to go to a friend's house. Number two, he came to me all evening looking for hugs. And when he came to me, this is something I told her. When he comes to you, just look at him and say, finally in the evening, when he comes, when he looks at when he when he comes to you, again anxious, just look at him, say, I love you. We're gonna be all right. And she said, I did that, and he gave me the biggest hug, and he held on for so long. And later, I, I, he took a bath early because he said he was just tired and exhausted. He was scared. He was freaked out. He was in his stuff. She said, I took him some hot tea and gave him another big hug. And we had a con little bit of a conversation. Tonight, she's going to have a bigger conversation with him because, see, now he can learn. Now he can learn. Now he can think. Now she can communicate effectively from her heart from her heart and not from her fear-driven thoughts and all of all the stuff that culture tells us. So punishment reinforces the trauma. Your children's behavior is coming from their trauma. Sometimes it's a 10 minute, albeit this is the greatest 10 minute, little 10 minute parenting show in the universe. It's still just 10 minutes. That's going to leave you with, with a lot of you know, lots of little, little indicators. That's going to leave you with a, a lot of feeling of, wow, I'm not, this sounds interesting. I'm not sure what to do. Sometimes just stop and be still. Be still. Get yourself calm. And remember, your child's behavior is being driven from their trauma. Have empathy for the trauma. Doesn't matter how old they are. Could be 18 years old. Go all the way back. All the way back before they came into your life. All the way back. Now granted, sometimes once we've adopted our children, we do our fair share to continue traumatizing them. To reinforce the trauma. This is why they don't get better because we reinforce the trauma with all our stress and our fear. Find your empathy by going all the way back to before they even became came into your life. Find your empathy, right? And then if there if you if you know for a fact that you've done things that you could have done better, just freaking apologize. Find your empathy for that. Find your empathy for that, and then from that place, go and connect with your child. Hope that's helpful. Remember, in any given situation, we always have 
two choices. We can continue to react from our same imprints of stress and fear and overwhelm and do the same thing over and over and over and control, suppress, and change. Or we can stop. We can take three to ten deep breaths, maybe even 100. And choose love. God bless you. Big Papa loves you. Vaya con Dios. Mi amigas, mi amigas, mi familia. We'll see you tomorrow.